You are listening to episode number 15 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about why weight loss in and of itself will not make you happy and what will instead. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode. So we are diving into a fun topic today all about why weight loss will not make you happy. And it sounds counterintuitive. And I know that's what a lot of people sell. And that's what we hear from a lot of people too, is that once they've lost the weight, well, they feel happier. They're more confident. They're more sexy. They're more attractive. They feel these different feelings. They have these different experiences of their life. And it's due to the weight loss. And so I wanted to bring this up because Friday's guest episode, we are talking with a sex coach named Danielle Savory, and she really focuses on pleasure in the body. How do we have a better, more positive relationship with ourselves? How do we really let go and release shame and step into allowing pleasure and being able to enjoy sex and seeing it as something that you're doing for yourself, not just I'm doing it for my partner, I'm doing it because he wants it, um, this obligatory factor. And so that got me thinking about just some of these different topics. And I think a lot of times we get hung up thinking, well, when I lose the weight, then I'll be more attractive or then my partner will want me more or then I'll feel more comfortable having sex or being naked. Then I'll feel more confident. Then I'll feel ready to enter the bedroom. And so that's what started this thinking around weight loss will make me happy. And ultimately, it's that weight loss will make me feel a certain way or that's going to create this result. And it's a flawed way of thinking. And really, it's just something that we've learned, we've picked up, we've either heard it from people around us, we've heard it in testimonials of people who have lost weight, we've heard it from different marketers, like different people selling us products, and we've heard it in the media. And really, I want to dive into this because the weight loss in and of itself is not going to make you happy. And I want to talk about why this is and how we can really create our own happiness, our own joy, our own pleasure, our own contentment, our own confidence right now, just the way you are. And if you do want to lose weight, if you do want to focus on your marriage, if you do want to create a better relationship with your kids, if you do want to change your job, you can do all those things. But we're not doing it because we think it's going to make us happy. We think that's going to solve the problem. So we first have to identify that weight loss, the number on a scale, having lost a certain amount of weight, jobs, kids, spouses, relationships, things people say, those are circumstances. And we want to get very clear and very factual on what a circumstance is. So it's a fact. It's a number. It's a direct quote. It, it does not have the emotion that we often want to give it when telling stories. And so we want to start to look and really start to identify what is the actual fact? What is the truth here? And then we can start to look at how do you feel about it? 
Because your truth, how you think about these things, that's your opinion, which means you get to choose it. And so if you don't like it, you can learn how to unbelieve things, right? Like we can choose to believe something different if that does not work for you. But we want to start to identify what is the fact. So what is you know, everyone going to believe that if you went from 197 to 190 pounds, you've lost seven pounds. So seven pound weight loss, right? That's a fact. We can look at that. But saying something like, I can't control my kids or this is a struggle, those are thoughts. Those are not facts. You might think that they're facts because of certain evidence that you have that you keep telling yourself over and over again. But those are not the facts. So we want to get really factual about what it is. Because a lot of times, too, we have this idea of weight loss in this broad spectrum. And a lot of times we might have a number in mind of I want to weigh this weight. But then we get there and we realize, oh, I'm still not happy. My life hasn't magically changed in these other areas. And maybe there's a little bit of excitement and celebration when you hit that weight. Let's say you want to be 150. Now you've hit 150. There's some of that celebration, but then it wears off and life goes back to normal and people stop complimenting you and they stop noticing because this is just the norm. And then you're just left with all of your thoughts that got you there, which a lot of times are negative. They're self-loathing, they're shameful, they beat you up. And you might get there and even think, well, things haven't even changed. This didn't even solve the problem because you're trying to solve the wrong problem. You're thinking that weight loss is going to solve this, that weight loss is going to make you happy. When the real thing that makes you happy, the real thing that makes you feel confident, whether it's in the boardroom or in the bedroom, it's going to be your thoughts. It's your thoughts that help you to feel the way you want to feel. And too often, what ends up happening is we bring all our old shitty thoughts with us all the way down the scale, into the bedroom, into our jobs, into our careers, like into these other places. All of those thoughts come with us. It does not matter what the weight is, what that number says. Our thoughts are there and they're constant. So unless we are looking and learning how to change those thoughts, life is not going to change. We are not just magically going to be happier. We're going to be happy when we start thinking nice things about ourselves, when we stop being so hard on ourselves, when we stop the shame and the self-loathing, when we stop telling ourselves that what we're doing isn't good enough. That's when we're going to feel happy with our life. And it's been really interesting. Uh, I had somebody who came to me recently and told me that they wanted to take a break from trying to lose weight. They just needed a break and then they would get back into it in a few months. And I was thinking about this because the reality is she wasn't looking for a break from weight loss. She was looking from a break from her thoughts. It was a break from all these thoughts about how she wasn't good enough, how it wasn't happening fast enough, how it wasn't working or she wasn't maybe seeing the results she wanted. She needed a break from all of the crappy thoughts. That's really what she needed a break from. She didn't need a break from the actual process of weight loss. She probably needed a break from her process, how she was trying to lose weight. But it doesn't mean that she needs to stop the goal of wanting to lose weight. It's just that we need to try a different process. We need to try something different. And so there's so much that comes to mind here. And so a lot of times we might think, oh, I'm going to feel a certain way. I'm going to feel proud. I'm going to feel successful. I'm going to feel confident. We want to feel these things. 
And we certainly absolutely 100% can still choose to lose weight. We can still choose to work on our emotional eating. Let's do it. But let's also look at what really drives those feelings. And it's going to be changing the way we think. If we want to change our body image, that's a big thing that we talk about is like body confidence, body image. How do we feel good in our size, good in our bodies? It starts by changing the way you talk to yourself right now, changing what you think when you look in the mirror, changing what you think when you get in the shower, when you look at yourself naked, change what you think when your husband looks you up and down but doesn't say a word. Because our brains automatically want to go someplace negative. He could be thinking, hot damn, she looks good. I want to do her. But that's not what we're thinking. A lot of times we're like, oh my gosh, he just looked me up and down and he didn't say a word or he kind of looked at my outfit. I must look terrible. I need to change something. I look pudgy or we go into all the negatives. We could just ask him what he's thinking, but a lot of times we're scared because we don't want him to confirm what we are already thinking, which is I don't look good. We need to change what we think when our child pokes us in the belly and is, oh, mommy's squishy. And they're just playing. They're just having fun. And we can't take it personally. And we have to look at how other people's words, regardless of how they're said, impact how we feel about ourselves. Because that's optional. It's a choice. It doesn't always feel like it, but it is. It's a choice to think these things. And so what we need to start to do is to start unbelieving the old shitty thoughts, the the negative things, those kind of go-to things that, that often plague us. And we start focusing on how can we believe new things and how do we step into this belief? And this is a lot of what I work with clients around. We'll do the food, the emotional eating. We'll absolutely work on that. But hand in hand comes with talking differently to yourself, letting go of these beliefs that have held you back and that are not serving you and starting to believe something new, something different, especially when you don't have evidence to support it yet. There's that belief gap. There may be a whole podcast actually just on this concept. (laughs) We have this gap in our belief because we may be taking action and we're not seeing the results yet. And that's ultimately what we want to look at because that's going to fuel your action. It's going to fuel what you choose to do or not do. So I'm always helping clients look at thoughts and really taking ownership and control of, do I want to believe this? What would I like to believe instead? And there's thoughts that are just going to come up naturally because we have been thinking them for so long and it's not a problem. I want you to think about playing a game of tennis, right? I'll, I'll use a couple analogies here. I like a good sports analogy. So we're going to go with this tennis, right? You've got your court. You're on one side, your opponent's on the other. And the whole thing is anytime the ball comes into your side of the court, you want to hit it back to the other side. It is not a problem that this tennis ball is flying at your face and that it's coming in all the time. There's constantly a ball coming into your side. You're constantly hitting it back. That's what it's like with negative thoughts. These negative thoughts are going to come in. This is part of the game. This is the process. It's not a problem. Some thoughts you may eventually stop thinking. Others are just going to be there to stay. And we don't have to make it a problem. We allow those thoughts to come in and then we hit it back out. We choose not to believe it. We choose to remind ourselves that this is just something my brain is thinking. This just feels true because I've told myself this for years. For decades, maybe. This just feels true in the moment. 
or this is optional, or we have different things that we can say to remind ourselves, hey, this is just an optional thought. And I'm going to send it back. And this is why I believe journaling is so powerful, whether you do it in the morning, in the evening, it doesn't matter when, but actually getting out all your thoughts, all your fears, all the worries, like everything out of your head can be so powerful because it shows us what's really going on and let it all out. We are all going to be frustrated and upset about things at some point, but we really want to start to look at what is factual and what am I making these other things mean? That's really how we start to understand and get to the heart and the root of the matter. And then we want to hit it back. We want to start believing new things, but we just in the very beginning just want to choose to believe, hey, I don't have to believe this. I'm going to believe something else instead. Or this is optional. I choose not to. This is just something I don't do anymore. Or if you've got a puppy and you've ever potty trained a puppy, your puppy's going to want to go to the bathroom in the house frequently. And you just pick up the puppy and you move her outside. She's probably going to try to do it all day long. Every time she tries to pee in the house, you pick her up, you take her outside. Pick her up, take her outside, right? Like we're constantly doing this. It's not a problem that she's trying to pee in the house. That's what puppies do. That's normal. It's okay. But every time we're just going to take her, pick her up, put her outside. Every time we catch it, which is every time we catch those negative thoughts sneaking in, the self-loathing, the criticism, the judgment, the shame, we pick it up and we take it outside. And we decide, no, 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 we're not doing this. We don't do that anymore. We don't think those things. That's not happening. We don't have to get frustrated or shame ourselves or anything. We just want to look at how do I start to recognize those negative thoughts and see that they are optional. And that's when I'm now not relying on the circumstance to make things better. So if you have ever had a conversation or seen a situation and different people have different thoughts or different ideas about what happened, It's because we all have different interpretations. We all have different thoughts about what's actually going on. So if three different people looked at my life, one person might be like, oh, man, that looks terrible. Her life sucks. Oh, how miserable. You could have another person who's like, oh, my gosh, that is my dream life. I can't believe she's doing that. Wow, this is so amazing. And you could have a third person who's thinking something like, oh, yeah, it looks pretty normal, pretty average. Cool, whatever. Like, meh. Like, not bad, not good. Like, it's just neutral. Like, same life. They could be looking at the exact same things, the exact same circumstances, but their thoughts are what impact how they feel about it. It's not that a new car is going to make you happy. It's not that a new house is going to make you happy. It's not that the new job, the new spouse, different kids, no kids, yes kids. Like, these things are not what makes you happy. It's how we talk to ourselves. And it's how we talk to ourselves throughout the entire day. It's how we talk to ourselves about doing the laundry, about our to-do lists, about all the things that happen. How are we feeling and how are we talking to ourselves in these bigger, larger contexts as well? So I was making my to-do list for today or just a list of tasks. And of course, I would like to get as many done today as possible. But I have 15 just for business for today that I listed out. Now, 15 don't need to get done today. I can prioritize and look at what are the top five and then rank those and prioritize, you know, which ones need to get done first. But I had 15. There's no way I can get to 15 business tasks today on top of 
unloading the dishwasher, reloading, washing the dishes, packing for Wilmington, doing these other things, going for a walk, client calls, these other things that I have throughout the day. It can't. It's just not possible. So I could look at that at the end of the day and be like, you should have done more. This really sucks. I can't believe you only got these things done. How could you have forgotten that? And that's going to lead to emotional eating. And this is often what happens when we lose the weight and then our thoughts don't change. We don't work on the the thoughts and the emotions and changing different aspects of our life. We just focus on the weight loss and thinking weight loss is going to make me happy. And then it doesn't. And then we're still stuck feeling frustrated and most likely emotionally eating. It becomes so easy to try to make things better with food. It's so easy to turn to a chocolate bar for joy or pleasure instead of having sex with your partner. It's so easy to just grab a snack and not focus on this endless list of tasks that you know you're not going to get done. It's really easy to reach for food thinking that this is what brings the comfort. This is what brings the relaxation. This is how we unwind. And so it's not about these external things. It's not about the circumstances. If we're feeling stressed, it's because we have thoughts that are causing our stress. We can look at how do we start to eliminate stress? How can we eliminate some of these things? But we do want to change how do we respond to them? How do we start to think differently about these things? Because some things we can't change. Some things we're not in a position to change right now. So it's how do I how do I change my thinking about them? You may not be in a position to be able to change your job right now. You may want a new job. You might hate your job right now. But for the time being, your best option is to change your thoughts about the job first. And then look, or as you look for a new job, how do we start to show up better in our lives so that we're not eating over it? And this is what makes weight loss last. This is what makes it sustainable is because we are changing that conversation to begin with. I'm changing how I talk to myself all day long. Because if you are nitpicking your body as you're losing weight, if you're constantly like pinching your skin and looking at how it should be tighter here and thinner here and your neck shouldn't have that extra skin and these triceps, and if you're constantly nitpicking on your way down, You will constantly nitpick once you're there. You could get elective surgery and you will still nitpick. It's still not good enough. It's not happening fast enough. Well, now I've laughed too much and my crow's feet are coming back. We have all, we could do all different kinds of things. But if we're not solving the right problem, we're not going to get the result we ultimately want. So yes, let's lose weight. Let's apply for new jobs. Let's start businesses. Let's get married. Let's have kids. Let's do all of these things that we want to do, but let's not make our happiness attached to them. Let's not make our positive self-talk attached to that. And let's start to change that conversation we're having and really start to be okay with our, and really start to look at our lives from a place of grateful for what we have and also looking at what are the areas that I would like to change and how do I start to change my thinking first 
and then work on these other pieces. So if I want to change my marriage, how do I start changing my thoughts about my husband and about myself first as we are and, and then do counseling or as we are doing counseling? Let's not make it all of his problem, his fault. Let's not make it all of my fault. So last night, I thought it was really interesting. Zach came home and he just wanted to play video games in the evening after I went to teach class. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then a part of me was a little resentful this morning when I noticed that instead of folding the clothes that were on the bed, he just moved them to the chair. And so I realized, though, that he had a long day at work and then he came home. He did a few things. He helped with the dishes. He watched Caleb for an hour or two. And then he just wanted to relax and hang out, even though there were still things to do. And I was like, I could do this too. I worked a long day too, right? I think it can be easy if you are not in a nine to five job to feel like you're not doing enough or things aren't getting done fast enough or what you're doing isn't hard in its own. But I still worked a long day too, regardless of how much was actually business work versus homework, working in the home. And I can take a break. And that ultimately is going to help with emotional eating because now I'm not looking for relief in food. I'm not looking for a break because I get to just sit down and relax and take a break. I don't have to use food as a justification to get that break, to relax, to unwind. I'm going to start by doing that with my thoughts and changing how I'm thinking about my day all throughout the day and then also especially in the evening. But it starts in the morning. It starts with like the first moment we get out of bed. And I think this is where we can really go wrong is when we get on the scale and we weigh first thing in the morning and we don't like that number. It either hasn't gone down or it's gone up or it's not moving fast enough. We have a lot of thoughts and a lot of drama about that number. And then it impacts our entire day and we feel pissed off and frustrated and this isn't working and blah, 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 blah. All the feels, all of the thoughts because of the scale. And so we want to be mindful where we are allowing and giving our power away to different circumstances instead of choosing to think and believe on purpose. Right? If you did think it was working, what would you be doing? How would you be showing up? If you did think that you were good enough, if you did think that you accomplished you know, a great amount today, if you did think that you were pretty, if you did think that you were confident how would you be showing up? What would you be doing? What would you be thinking? If you felt successful, what would you be thinking? This is what we want to start to get into. This has fork all to do with the food and you can't eat this and you have to eat that and like all these rules and restrictions. We really have to start looking at what's going on underneath the surface. We have to look at these conversations. So. I think this was good timing. I think little man is up from his nap. (laughs) So time to go grab him. But I hope y'all have a great week. The thought work is so important. This is the missing piece of every single other diet out there. All of your other past attempts have not worked because you have not had the thought work, because you have not focused on your thoughts and creating feelings on purpose and creating and choosing new thoughts on purpose even when you don't have the evidence for it. And this is the challenge. This is where it feels hard, where it feels uncomfortable. 
this is why, like going back to uh, one of the earlier episodes, I think it was episode two or three, like the discomfort of belief, why belief can feel so damn uncomfortable because we don't have that evidence because we're trying to believe something new. This is what I can help you with. This is what's going to help your weight loss stick. This is how you lose the weight. It's how you maintain the weight is by changing the way you think about yourself, changing the way you think about your life and everything in it. So if you need some help, then I would love to chat. You can go to bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule and find a time on my calendar that works for you. And we'll spend an hour really diving into what are you doing? What's really happening in your life? Let's get really honest about how you're thinking and feeling and what you want to create. And I'll show you the roadmap that's going to get you there. We'll bust through all of those obstacles, all of the things holding you back and keeping you stuck. And I'll show you a better way, an easier way, a way where weight loss can be easy, a way where you can start to feel differently about yourself immediately. We start to see those changes in week one. And then you show up in your life for the rest of your life as a totally different person and you get better and better and better every single day. So if that's something you're interested in, then I would love to chat. This is what I love to do. This is my skill. This is my zone of genius. So have a great week, everybody. And make sure you come back on Friday and join me for Danielle's episode. I'm so excited to talk with her. And she shares so much good information for us. And it's so helpful and puts things into perspective as to why we are the way we are and really gives us permission to enjoy life, enjoy sex, enjoy pleasure, but also do it in a way that we are are comfortable in, where we don't feel like we're wrong or bad for wanting it more or less than someone else or our spouse or, or anyone. So make sure you come back and join me for that. All right, here's to creating the body and life you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.